0: i got to see if we need an oil change after that. That was, that was a lot of work on that guy. Thank you so much. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Great to have you on this beautiful day. My name is Michael Beneshek. I am one of your Warm Heart pastors. It is a joy to have you with us today. And if you are joining us online, welcome to you, wherever you may be joining us today. I know we got people on the East Coast and West Coast watching this morning, and blessings to, to all of you. Just a few announcements to share uh, this morning. Uh, we have a volunteer ice cream social, uh, volunteer appreciation, at 1 o'clock today. Uh, you might have noticed that Jen lit the candles right right before service as we walked up. She usually does that, you know, 20 minutes ahead of time. But she had to go out and get more ice cream because <laughs> more people signed up. And uh, we'd love to have you. if If you have volunteered sometime in the last year in our church in any capacity, we want to say, thank you, and a, and a time just to get together. Uh, that'll be in the Family Life Center just across the way here at, at 1 o'clock. Uh, so next week and the week after, after this service, we will have, it'll be a little shortened service, but we'll have a short time of, uh, town hall, I don't know what else to call it, uh, I want to hear from you, we all want to hear uh, from each other about what you like about this service, what touches your heart, uh, what brings you joy in this service, and, and what are some things that we could change to make it more meaningful to you? We wanna, we wanna hear. So if you're joining us online, come on by next week and the following. Uh, you don't, you don't have to come to both, just one. We just open it up to uh, two Sundays. But uh, just to let you know, that'll be happening next week. Don, Don Brister, who gave our uh, announcements at the first service, uh, when he left the podium, he said, "21 days." 21 days. And I racked my brain through the whole service. <laughs> trying to figure out 21 days, 21 days. And someone finally leaned over and said, college football starts in 21 days. (laughs) Like, oh, all right, that that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm not saying college football is in the news or it's a weird kind of week, the last couple of weeks, but our church softball team just got invited to the Pac-12. So that's that's where it's at. Uh, They need all the help they can get. Well, you've got some wonderful people sitting next to you, and we want you to have a chance to see them. Uh, let's stand and greet those around us in Christian love, and then remain standing for the opening hymns. seated unless you are like fifth grade and below. This is your time in worship. Come on up. Bring in the backpacks.
1: Good morning, I'm Cassie Collins, the Children's Minister of the Church of the Warm Heart. Today's Backpack Blessing Sunday, and you guys have awesome backpacks. Those are cool. You got sharks. What's on yours? Oh, it's camel red, cool, and Pokemon. Nice. Good choices. You do? You do? That's so cool. Are you guys excited for the new school year? No? <laughs> what? <laughs> I like You're going to be so awesome. they are going to love you there. You don't want to go to first grade? Kindergarten, right? Yeah, I thought so. Oh, pre-K? Okay. Well, I'm so excited. I'm praying for you guys to have an awesome school year and have so much fun with your new teacher and your friends. And also, remember, it's a good example or a good opportunity for you guys to be an example of Jesus' love and kindness to everyone you meet at school. So to help you remember that, I've got some goodie bags for you. I'm going to show you what's in them so that everyone else can see what's in them, too. So first, this is a reflective backpack that says, show kindness and reflect Jesus, and you can carry your stuff in it, or if at night, it shines in the light. And then we have an activity book about God's promises. There's a cool bracelet and stamper. We've got a glow-in-the-dark pen, has a verse on that says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Do you guys remember that from Pioneer Club? Yeah. And then, oh, this cool backpack clip you can put on your backpacks. It just reminds you that you're all children of God through your faith in Jesus. And of course, I put some sweets in there because I know you guys like candy. I love candy. Yes. So I just want you guys to know that me and all the people at Church of the Warm Heart love you, and we're just hoping you have the best school year yet. So we're going to do a prayer and backpack blessing now.
0: Our teacher a long time ago put Smarties in our backpack. That was was good thinking. All right, congregation, we have a prayer. I'm going to ask for the prayer to be put up on the screen. Let's do that now. Could you please read with me? Gracious God, bless these students ready to study and learn. Bless these backpacks that carry books and lunches. May they be reminded that they also carry with them the love of this congregation. Bless their teachers and their calling to teach and care for our children. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks,
2: guys. good morning church this is a time of quiet reflection in our service to center our hearts our minds and our spirits to receive the message i will then lead us in our pastoral prayer and the lord's prayer which will be on the screen pray. Gracious and loving God, Creator God, we sing a new song of your glory. It is in the beauty of the sea and in the starlit sky and in the forests and mountains that we see your hand. Lord God, your light is interwoven through all of your creation. Help us to be in tune with this truth by gaining a knowledge that we are connected by your light and that your light is the source of all life, for it is sacred. May we hold this wisdom close to our hearts and and may it guide us in our relationships, our relationships with with creation, with family and neighbors and, and with you. Teach us, Lord, how to honor these relationships, for they are sacred. And so today, Lord, we come together as a family, as your people, to to worship you and to pray as Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
0: Our next congregational song is called, Be Still My Soul, and as willing and able, let's stand and sing.
3: scriptures this morning are from Exodus chapter 20, Romans chapter 12, and Ephesians chapter 4. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord has given to you. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay any, anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. May God bless the reading of this word.
0: I firmly believe that much of who we are, of course, came from where we came from. It's fitting that we honor both of our uh, sets of parents on two different holidays. Mom's Day, Father's Day, Mother's Day was started by uh, uh, two, two Methodist ladies at Sunday school who wanted to honor their moms. Father's Day started because the men got jealous of the ladies having their day, and that's that's how that happened. But we continue our look at the Ten Commandments. We're in our fifth week of this, and today we'll look at the fifth command: honor your mother and your father. You remember the Ten Commandments? Moses up on the mountain gets the tablets. Comes on down, the Ten Biggies. The first four have to do with how we honor God. First four. Uh, let's see. Honor. You know, there are no other gods, no idols. Lord's name in vain, and honor the Sabbath, how we relate to God. And the next six are how we deal with each other. How do we live in community together? Uh, Six commands with our relationship to each other. No coveting, no stealing, no adulterating, no lying, no murdering, and honor your mother and your father. And honestly, I'm a bit surprised that honoring your mom and dad made the top ten of all the laws in all the world, this, this ranks up there? Like, it's up there. This is the one that's uh, positive. All the other ones are negative. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. And then we finally get a do. Honor your parents. How important does God take this one? It made the top ten. Matter of fact, it's the very first one that he gave to us uh, on how we relate to each other. This comes before murdering. This comes before lying. This comes before all those other ones. It's the first one. And because it has such a high place in the biblical code, we're going to take a quick look at it today and see if it has anything to say to us this morning. So as I was researching this, I was just, just reading it out loud and And uh, the thought came to mind is that it says both father and mother. So what, I hear you ask. Good question. How do I know that the Bible is true? Because only God would write this down in this day and age. Now, I wasn't around 2,000 years ago. Three thousand. I wasn't around three thousand two hundred years ago. I got to do my math right. Uh, I don't, but I just know kind of a little bit of how the world worked. It was a man's world. It was men who ran the politics. It was men who ran the families. It was men who who made history. Thank God times are changing. I remember someone once told me like. I don't want a female president because they'd start wars. I'm like, every other war has been started by a man. Let's give females a shot, you know? <laughs> Why not? I did this with a Bible study, I think, a while back. I'm going to try it in here. Um, just, just to prove the point, think of famous women in history. Famous women in history. Okay? Can you name me any famous women in history, let's say, before 1500 A.D.? Who are the famous women in history, 1500? Non-biblical people, 1500. Anything before that? Joan of
4: Arc, 1400s. Are we stuck?
0: Cleopatra, Egypt. Egypt. I got Queen uh, Isabella from Spain who helped Columbus do his thing. And then we're kind of stuck, aren't we? Who is, oh, um, I lost it. Who is the, who is the, Penelope, uh, the, the lady who started the Trojan Wars? Anyone know the history? She got kidnapped and the whole reason the whole Trojan War started was to go get her back. It was a face that launched a thousand ships. All right. Helena, oh Helena! Thanks, thank you, thank you. Uh, That's who it was. So yeah, we got four. Now, if I were to do this with the gentlemen, name any gentleman from fifteen hundred, and you you, can Roman emperors, you can name off uh, Greek philosophers, you can name off uh, other people in history that that made the books. It stinks, doesn't it? But that's that's the way that world worked when people say, I miss the good old days, I'm like, there's parts of them I don't want to go back to. So how do I know? Well, let me, let me backtrack. Let me try this women in history. We got like four, how many women out of the Bible can you name? I gotta get my toes up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can go on and on, can't we? Uh, we know Sarah and Abraham. We know Rebecca and Isaac. We know Eve and Adam. We know more about Mother Mary than we do about Joseph. So, how do I know that God wrote this down? It's because God has always been uh, male and female, He created them together, equal. In, in, in the house the, that, I, that I grew up in and, and, and the marriage I have today, we try to do everything equally. My say matters, her say matters. And we both have veto power over each other. Her veto power works better than mine some days. But you get the idea that uh, equality, God is always about equality. And we have it in the Ten Commandments. When the, in a day and age when the world only cared about the men, When the emphasis was on fatherhood, parentage, lineage, God put it on this. God wrote it in stone: male and female, mother and father. This was the command that we hated as kids. Did your parents ever pull that on you? You're supposed to honor me. Yeah, I I love it now as a as, as a dad. Like yeah. Uh, but we take this command and we turn it into something that is not. Okay. So this here's here, here's where they came from. So when Moses brought down the commands, here's Moses uh, bringing down the commandments from the from the mountaintop. If you look at if you look at those people, granted, this is just an artist renditioning, of course. Uh, what's the age of those folk? Best guess: twenties, thirties and then we got some saintly saints in there as well. Uh, Yeah, do you see the kids? I don't see any kids. The 10 commandments, there were kids there, I'm sure, but the the 10 commandments came down and they are for the adults. They're for the parents. They're wandering through the desert. They just got out of slavery. They got 40 years of this. Do you know how hard it is to take a toddler on a trip? Yeah, I was so happy when we got done with car seats and, and, and strollers. But do you know how hard it is to take your aging parents on a trip? About as hard. I, I love my in-laws. But, oh, when we travel, uh, we've, got, we've got to plan ahead. Uh, and I could just see the, the, the Israelites, 40 years, walking. Hey, Grandma, Grandpa, just sit here on this rock for a while. We'll come back for you, we promise. Right off the bat, number one rule, take care of your parents who are on this trip. Don't leave them behind. There's a a special event that happens in in a Jewish kid's life around the age of 12 to 13 If you're a boy, they call it a bar mitzvah. If you're a girl, they call it a bat mitzvah. But it's the big celebration when they learn the law and they learn the traditions and they learn the language. And at that time, they take on that yoke for themselves. This is who we want to be. And they have that celebration. Uh, We have a confirmation here in in the Protestant church, but uh, it's it's a really, really big deal uh, for them where the kid says, I want this is who I want to be and I take on the law. Before that, kids didn't have to follow the law. Now, they grew up in the family and so they knew the traditions and they, they learned how to do all that. But it's not until age 13, 14 when they say, we will honor our mother and father. We will do all these things. The law was made for adults. And if you think about it, These laws came down before social security, before assisted living centers, before social services. The family was the safety net. You had large families. Anyone anyone come from a large family? Yeah. This service, not so much. The last service I asked that question, hands went up. Some some of them are up there in age and came from other traditions, other other family dynamics. Uh, So I asked, how many had uh, siblings of... Of one or more, and everyone's hand, two or more. We got to 14 over here. Someone back there had 16 siblings. 16? Wow, you had large families back in the day. A, to help with the farm. Mm-hmm. And, and B, out of 16, one of you's got to be able to take care of me in my old age. You got you play to the, play the game. Honor your parents. I struggled with that one this week. How do you honor your parents? Because some parents make it tough to honor. Someone walked out of service and said, my, my parents were great at guilt trips. They were travel agents for guilt trips. They would sign you up. Sometimes we think that means listen to your parents. Others might want it to read obey your parents. It doesn't say that. Obedience is not the center of a command. It doesn't even say to love your parents. Now, Jesus later on did say, you know, you have to love everyone, even love your enemies. He didn't say you had to like them, but you got to love them. So what does honoring mean? Honoring your parents, it's the responsibility of children of any age. Somewhere in there is a, is a respecting of the, of the parentage, respecting the office of mother, respecting the office of father. Appreciation, fidelity, forgiveness. But how do you tell a child who's been a victim of parental abuse to honor your parents? It's not realistic. It's not helpful. It is not, and it's not godly. I remember someone in my office uh, like three churches ago. Uh, she was in my office and she said, my dad, my dad was a sleazeball and my mom was an alcoholic. How am I supposed to honor that? I love, I love how the Apostle Paul put it uh, that Tom read for us today from Romans. If it is possible, even, tell, even gives you the caveat, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, just live at peace with everyone. Live at peace. Maybe they don't deserve honor. Maybe they don't care about you now. But as much as it depends upon you, just live at peace. For all of us, We should remember that none of us had perfect parents and that we're not perfect parents. Wisdom and grace, that's that's a part of the family dynamic right there. We all need the attitude and forgiveness toward each other as expressed by uh, Paul again in Ephesians. Just be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other as Christ forgave you. I remember this family, there was a mom. <laughs> there was a mom who was older, got, got up there in age and was just having uh, some memory issues, some physical issues, and she had to go live with son and daughter-in-law. Son and daughter-in-law, complete neat freaks. Everything in the house had to be perfect. And grandma just couldn't live like that anymore. And uh, the, the hands were shaken and it just, just couldn't... She would try to put stuff away like... <laughs> Uh, do you ever uh, I think this is part of their story she would put she, God bless her she would empty the dishwasher and put the dishes away even before they were clean like she would empty the dirty dishwasher mm. um, and one, one night uh, they, they made her dinner they made her plate and uh, they gave her the, the passed the food and the food and the plate dropped on the floor the thing shattered daughter-in-law had enough told her husband, you are going to go to the store, you're going to go get a tin plate or a plastic plate, I don't care, but she is not eating off our fine china anymore. After the meal, he went to go to the store, and he came back with two tin, plate, tin plates, this tells you how old the story is, tin plates. And she's like, why, why, why two? I thought, uh, you only got, I asked you to get one. And, and he said, the second one is for you when you get old. None of us have perfect parents. Some of us are close. Some of us not so much. Right? But there's one thing that we all have in common: we all, if you're, if, you're, if you're living and breathing today, you came from two people. Came from two people. Jesus was no exception. Uh, he had parents. Granted, you know, Joseph had to jump in there at the at the last minute there, but he died. Jesus died fulfilling that fifth commandment. He was up on the cross, and he honored his mom. He's he's done. It's Jesus' job to take care of his mom. John, this is your mom. Mom, this is now your son. He gave his mom away in a loving, kind way, trying to care for her. If Jesus could honor his mother while he was dying on the cross, how much more could we honor our parents while we're living They're not meant to be a burden. They're meant to be a blessing. Are your parents still living? I know sometimes they make it tough. But as far as it depends on you, try to have that relationship. Some make it easier than others. And sometimes it just might not ever work. But your kids are also watching you, how you handle your parents. And I know my kids are watching us how we deal with our with with, uh, with our moms and dads, uh, and that scares me a little. We moved away uh, i i got I got a kiddo off to college again uh the, today, and uh, we're going to miss the guy. There are times that we really miss him, and there are times that we can't wait to be empty nesters we're we're in that middle ground um, Someone once told us. If uh, You know, love the time that you have with your kids because if you blink, you'll miss it. And there are some days that we are just blinking as much as we can. Let's, let's move this along. And there's other days that we wish that they would stay this small forever. It's a blessing. God will honor you if you honor your parents. Paul tells us that this is the first commandment that came with a blessing. Do this so that you will live long in the land that the Lord is giving you. Our society is built upon the family union. Whatever your families look like, there are so many different kinds of families and it's wonderful that we try to care for each other in such a way. You gotta have someone in your life. We cannot repay this gift of life that we've received from our parents worthy of honor or not. But we can take this gift of life and use it to bring honor and glory to them and to our Father in heaven. And the family of God said, amen. amen. As we come to the offering, a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate in the giving to our church. You make this place happen. Usually I tell a story about a ministry that's going on. Uh, your offering supports this or your offering supports that. Um, I'll do it a little bit. It was six years ago. Today, six years ago today was a Sunday. Leap year helped us out there. Six years ago today, that my family and I, we were at another church. We were on vacation. We were at the Lahaina United Methodist Church on the island of Maui. And this week, this church burned to the ground. Uh, we got word from the pastor that he's safe. His family's safe. Uh, he is now off-island, and they're making all the phone calls, and he believes that all the people in his church are also safe. But I know that Methodist resources will be used uh, to help rebuild from the fires. And that uh, anytime tragedies like that happen to someone else, you always kind of think about your own, your own c- circumstance. Part of our offering not only will help support uh, the Methodist connection in that regard, but it also pays for insurance, just in case... You know, something bad would happen to here. We make sure that the insurance bill is paid. Uh, But we appreciate your gifts to make sure that ministry does happen. able and willing, let's stand and sing our closing song, Evidence. good. And all the time. Thank you to the, our musical folk today. Appreciate you. People upstairs, thank you for making this happen. And all our online guests, thank you. And to all of you, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That as we celebrate the, uh, the, the beginning of the school year and all the joys and, and cares that go with that, may God's love, blessings, and peace